Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's the Rumble Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Otis Birdsong, Ernie Grunfeld, Joey Devine, Norm Nixon, the founder of Norms, Toby Knight. Sean Keen, Wilson Washington, Patreons, Mike Burchett, thank you Mike, Queen Ozymandias, thank you your highness, musical guest KC and the Sunshine Band, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host, of, your temporary quarantined host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we're here with our first full-on social distancing episode. I am here, as always, with a permanent co-host, best friend, uh, happy guy, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good! Um, I just want to tell people there's a longer version of this episode up. Uh, just check on michaelstipe.com, um, uh-huh, for right. a longer <laughs> version of this episode. Yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to figure out, but, uh, yeah, if you just go there. <laughs> just michaelstipe.com. Uh, we have a guest today, Sean. Uh, you know who that is? It's our friend Sorry, Josh Ann- we have a guest today, Sean. Do you know who that is? Uh, I do, but tell our listeners. Uh, it's our friend, uh, host of a new podcast, uh, Politics Man, um, Fun Guy, <laughs> at Shut Up Androsky on Twitter, the former host of another several podcasts, 
It's <laughs> Josh Androsky. Josh, how are you? What? <laughs> I'm good, bitch. I'm going crazy. Um, well, that's why we had you on for our March Madness podcast. In the March of Madness, we're all staring into the ebony black eyes of Shug Nogawa. <laughs> yeah, the name March Madness appears to finally have uh, come to roost, you know what I mean? We're all in the lair of the Bone King now. <laughs> Everybody is in a plague time. It's uh, great, dude. I'm feeling the, I was gonna sane. say, go ahead. I was just, I'm feeling sane, dude. I'm feeling super sane, very regular. <laughs> On the plus side, uh, you know, if Caesar had been social distancing during the Ides of March, mm-hmm. uh, he'd still be alive today. <laughs> yeah, dude. See? Really All right. How, that was how a many stabbing? Definitely 50 people with knives. <laughs> how many stabbings are going down right now? This is probably the least amount of people being stabbed in American history, and I think that we should all... Stand together and continue to not stab. <laughs> um, before we get started on... I'm asking you once again to beware the Ides of March. <laughs> uh, before we get started, just some business uh, real quick. At Round Rock Pod on Twitter. RoundRockPod at gmail.com. You can call us on the phone at the number embedded in the description of this podcast. Uh, Patreon.com slash RoundRockPod, which, by the way... Because we know you guys all have a bunch of free time on your hands. Uh, I'm going to unlock all of our Patreon episodes that are uh, older than like a month. Um, in case for anybody out there who wants to listen to all of Brooke and Robin name most of the uh, review, you know, catch up on stuff. Wiggins Watch, the, all most of that stuff will be unlocked. Because uh-huh. uh, uh, I, don't, I don't want our yeah. listeners losing their damn minds so you can do that at patreon.com slash round rock pod what were you gonna say sean oh um all the songs are also available on the soundcloud actually not all the songs are but if you if you have a song you want to hear that isn't on there let us know mm-hmm. uh we don't want you to lose your minds and uh once again thank you all of our listeners uh stay safe if you need anything, anything we can do for you, we're here. Because uh, this is weird. <laughs> weird um, science. Remember? This is it. Mm-hmm. This is what they were singing about. Yeah, this I, is the weird science. I created, a, I created a woman with my Commodore 64 last night. Um, just like, <laughs> yeah. it would be weird science. <laughs> right, dude. It was not a great decade for consent in movies. No. no. God, no. Um, so, Josh, what are you doing without sports in your life? I'm glad you asked, Joey. Uh, I found new sports. So, okay, first and foremost, we got to talk about the marbles. The marbles. Yeah, the marble races on Twitter. Uh, Oh, I thought you meant meant Jenna Marbles for a second. I'm like, (laughs) I am on board. Who is Jenna Marbles? Uh, She's like a YouTube personality. (laughs) Why? What does she do? I I mean, you got to just check out that comedy for yourself, dude. Oh, it's comedy? Hell yeah, dude. There's there's one thing I love more than comedy. It's when someone on YouTube does it. Mm -hmm. It's very good. I mean, look, Uh, we're all vloggers now. Um, Dude, it sucks. (laughs) 
<laughs> we're all Miranda and we're all singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, okay, so, I, Sean, Joey, I know you've watched the Marble Races. Sean, have you watched the Marble Races? No, I, I, this is the first I'm hearing about them. Okay, Joey, like, describe the Marble Races. Like, it's it's a guy, it's really the guy that makes it yes, work. Yes, absolutely. Right? Well, so, no, the Marbles are unpredictable, I would say. as Like, way <laughs> less predictable than you'd think they'd be. That makes it for me. <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, the guy, like, it started with, like, normal, I guess normal, if you're talking about marble racing, like a, a like a standard racetrack looking, like, thing, like, wooden, sort of, like, slots. And then he down. races marbles, Sean. But then, he also, like... I, I, wait, but can you describe the setup more? <laughs> okay, but that's the thing, is, like, the setup's different, because I saw an off-road one. Yeah. I saw one where he, like cut trenches in the dirt for yeah. the mark. And it's a long course. There was like an underground section. He dug like what appears to be like a 50-foot racetrack in the dirt for the marbles. And John. so it's like a it's like a downhill yes. marble track? Yes. Uh yeah. in dirt, but he's there they go under bridges. There's big crazy turns. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy is a good announcer, and yeah. they they each of the marbles have very specific color associated names, like names associated with their colors. Mm-hmm. And he knows them all to the point where it's obvious that he's been doing this for a long time, yeah. and now is his time to shine. Uh, it's it's almost like a it feels like a King of Kong guy is like getting his moment. Yeah, except he's not, uh, he's clearly not dirty like the King of Kong referees, you know what I mean? He's not, like, trying to, he, like, in, in retrospect, Twin Galaxies, the, uh, video game referee, uh, system was about as corrupt as the DNC, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At least Twin Galaxies called off their big giant, uh, competition in Illinois. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) <laughs> uh well maybe maybe someday deep into the quarantine uh we'll go over who who is who at the DNC versus the King of Kong. <laughs> Steve oh, man, Levy, that... very clearly Bernie. Um <laughs> uh yeah it is it's Tom, Tom Perez is the Billy. No, I, I oh really? I think he's the the high score the the guy who walks around asking people if they want to see a kill screen. Oh, Brian Koo? Brian Koo. Yeah, he's yeah, like, that makes sense. He's a toady. You yeah. know what I mean? He's a behind the scenes. Yeah, that's psychophant. Honestly, I think um, I think Obama is Billy Mitchell. I think Obama oh. might be Billy Mitchell, dude. <laughs> he does. He does constantly wear a flag pin. Also, like he Mitchell. refuses to appear in the race that he's in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, right. Is controlled. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, he's like, uh, yeah. I just, I, I made this video message. Uh, <laughs> can we validate this? And well, also, uh, you know, Billy Mitchell and Barack Obama have both gotten into trouble with some questionable paperwork. Yeah, and jo- <laughs> yeah, and Joe Biden is essentially that old woman he was teaching to play Qbert. 
<laughs> uh, let me be clear. Cubert uh, is uh, pan gender. Let me be clear. Cubert is a they them. Um, all right. Anyway, we can't talk about that anymore because that will be the entire episode. Yeah. Um, it's one sport that a lot of people, the marble thing is something that is actually happening and a lot of people are checking out and that's important. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we could talk about it, but I've discovered another sport, um, that takes place entirely on David Crosby from Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, mm-hmm. uh, and the birds and whatever, uh, and uh, uh, Melissa Etheridge's uh, uterus. Baby daddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, David Crosby most famously from Melissa Etheridge's uterus. Um, uh, he came to her window. All right, we're done. Um, he, he has been judging people's joint rolling abilities. Yeah, I've seen it. And it owns, because he is a bitch. Like, he is a diva. Like, he... He, it's not really that he's a bitch, it's just that he doesn't have time to, uh, to do what Ben Golliver would call, uh, what is it, uh, the, the, what's the thing that Ben Golliver always fucking complains about, where you give, like, compliments to people that don't deserve it? It's, like, the most John Kasich voter thing of Ben Golliver's whole shtick. Ben Golliver's a, uh, John Kasich voter? He's, like, a Beto guy. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. He's like a Beto guy. Uh, he He's like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a Mayor Pete guy, but he like gets really pissed off when you like damning with faint praise or whatever. Mm-hmm. He gets super pissed at that. And David Crosby has no time for that. So when he's cold, he's cold in the most efficient way possible mm-hmm. where he'll just be like, he'll just write like uh, uh, subpar. <laughs> <laughs> or like i'd smoke that and it's just this like wonderful little window into like uh competition Mm -hmm. which i sorely miss yeah Um, and getting cte and nobody's getting (laughs) you know like nobody's getting uh 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 banned you know there'll be no josh gordon to be the the scapegoat in this new league, right? I encourage everyone to follow David Crosby but and what, enjoy. Yeah, the- yeah. I wish I wish he would call in other Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young members to help him, though. You know what I mean? Be like, hey, Stephen Stills, would you uh, smoke this before you were do a do do a huge amount of cocaine, yeah, yeah, and in like way too much leather for a man of your age. <laughs> what what like seventies like aging rock star do you think is handling quarantine the best, and why is it David Crosby? <laughs> but if not uh, Crosby, who is it? I mean, Crosby seems like he's doing well. I bet. I bet Neil Young has made like 70 trains at this point mm-hmm. in four days of quarantine, right? He's but, so, he's got a lot of stuff to keep him busy. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, he's got know, he's so like, many he's, ponos. He's tinkering with the, yeah, he's, he's tinkering <laughs> with the pono. He's oh. like, he's just basically going through and listening to like, 570 ver- live versions of Cortez the Killer and he's gonna pick <laughs> 
the best <laughs> 17 to put out on a Pono only release. It's going to be good. It's going to be, he's going to figure out a way to make one song 400 gigs mm-hmm. of yeah. just the purest audio quality. I mean, for me, obviously, aging, your aging 70s musician who's clearly doing the best is Jandek because nothing has changed. You know, he's been on quarantine his whole life, basically. Yeah. Uh, Jam deck from who? From what? From I don't Jan know. Deck, J- dude. I don't know if I know Jan deck. He's like a shitty. I mean, I don't like him, but like he's like How a real hip J N D E K. He's like a real, um, like. But he's like a hermit who uh, people didn't know who he was. He's like only performed live, like. 50 times or something. He's like a real, like, uh, like record snob person who plays unlistenable music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm seeing this now. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aside from that anecdote, virtually nothing is known about his life. Exactly. Boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but that would have been a good joke if you guys knew who Chandek was. All right. Um, it's Sugar Man. Um, Sean, what have you done to replace sports? Um, you know, I, I got really deep into impractical jokers because I'm, I'm at a house that has cable TV. That's a rules. Uh, who's your favorite, who's your favorite joker? Sal. Duh. I mean, Sal's great, but, uh, (laughs) I think, I think I like so far in the limited amount of jokers I've seen. I think I like Mur. Mur's also good. Is Murr the bald guy? Yeah, and and what I didn't realize is I had watched a couple out of sequence, and then my mind got blown, because Murr kept going on these, uh, I don't know what they call them, challenges or whatever, and a punishment, wearing this crazy long wig, Mm -hmm. and... And, like, his punishment once was just to be at a fancy dinner party and constantly have to try to pin, like, an Olympic judo champion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. I saw and that. And so she just beat the shit out of him. And the only thing he was allowed to say to explain is, we went to college together. <laughs> um, and it was really good. And then in the next episode, which was out of sequence, uh, we learned... That he's he's actually wearing a, the wig is made of Q's actual hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> what? And that really heightened my enjoyment in retrospect. That's insane to wear your friend's hair. That's like <laughs> that's like a weird thing that I'm not okay with. <laughs> well, I mean, I think they just did it as punishment for him. I know, but that's beyond. What I'm saying is that like, like that's too fucked up. That's too. That should be against the Geneva Convention to wear your friend to be forced to wear your friend's hair is like a weird. I don't know why, but I'm like incredibly triggered right now. <laughs> it's like it's so weird. Also, the other guy had to shave his head after having pretty long hair yeah. just for this bit. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. He's really good at being um, put upon. That's why I like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's exactly. He has a real like um you know what I would you know what I would say? He has a lot of um like John Roy energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but but yeah, he seems like he's like a he feels like he has like a non-racist New York City club comic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where like, like on the skit 
He's skinny because he only eats pizza and he chain smokes. But he's he's like, hey, he's a good guy. But like, what keeps happening to him? He's like an on the waterfront Carl Pilkington. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he is like, I feel like a guy like that has just existed since the founding of New York. You know what I mean? Like the Dutch showed up there and one of the guys immediately was like, oh, what's going on here? What's going on with this river? Yeah, as soon as they landed, like, one dude got splashed more than Yeah, and he was else. like, ah, come on! I just got these breeches! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I've been... Wait, you know, I gotta give him the beads! I gotta give him these beads! <laughs> my wife made these beads. These are my wife's beads. They're not even mine. I'm gonna get in trouble. Ah. Uh, and then his giant wife, hold on, sorry, has a rolling pin and chases him, and those are the first American steps on Manhattan Island. <laughs> or Dutch steps, or whatever. Uh, as for me, what's replaced sports for me is, uh, the other night I watched five straight hours of Steve 1989's MRE reviews on YouTube. Have you watched these yet, Josh? Do you know uh, who Steve 1989 is? <laughs> okay, so I don't... Here's... Okay, can, I'm going to let the round ball rock averse into... Uh, uh, the round ball rockaways into mm-hmm. my uh, uh, private shame. I am ASMR. Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay. And I really fucking vibe to it. Like, it chills me out. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of makes me feel like I'm like calm in a way that like I got to turn off my brain at night sometimes mm-hmm. when I can't sleep. So I don't know who this guy is, but I am familiar deeply with the genre of guy eats uh decades old MREs. Mm-hmm. Well, but uh, this guy invented that genre. Steve 1989. Oh, really? He's the he's the goat. Yeah, he's uh he, was he born in 1989? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, this guy's the one who, like, uh, went viral because he ate a cracker from the Civil War. What? Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that he didn't puke, right? Uh, according to him, he didn't. I mean, it's um, just a cracker, but also... <laughs> I mean, is that like eating... Like a cremated person? Is that the texture? I why did I? I yeah, I've I been saving the Civil War cracker one. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, but yeah, Steve 1989 MRE info. He says he's only ever gotten sick once, and it was actually from a ration that was uh in in its window uh <laughs> in its like it was supposed to be. It was in the its shelf life. Um. Was it from like a like Bulgaria? He or got something? E. coli, yeah, from a ration that was what it was from Hungary, I think. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, so this guy, uh, he just very weirdly, it's they're troubling videos, I will say. <laughs> oh, the guy who's obsessed with eating food from ghosts, from <laughs> war ghosts. Well, but he also <laughs> eats current MREs too. And reviews them like a food reviewer. But there's something off about everything in the videos, but I love him. He seems like a really nice guy. Uh, here's, here's the early life section of his Wikipedia. 
Uh, Thomas's interest in military rations began in 1997 when his father purchased a case of U.S. rations from an Army-Navy store. The first ration Thomas ate from the case was a ham slice meal manufactured in 1993, which he ate cold because he did not know how to use the heating device. Oh. Oh. Um... I mean, cold ham isn't that bad. No. It's not like it was like fish or something. Like, I mean, I think I think people eat those cold a lot, right? Uh, yeah, he ate sixty-one-year-old peanut butter from a Korean War era uh, red <laughs> MRE. <laughs> um, he ate Civil War era hardtack from eighteen sixty-three. Um, Damn, he eats a lot of old chocolate. Um, he also smokes the old <laughs> cigarettes, which I like. I like when he smokes the the oldest that cigarette cool. he's smoked is a Chelsea brand cigarette from 1942. That is cool, <laughs> even though I am almost certain that the tobacco would grow mold. Uh, he checks it for mold. Don't worry. Uh-huh. Um, that's a big part of one of the cigarettes. Steve described a cheese spread from a 1985 MRE that he ate as, quote, the grossest thing I've ever tasted because it literally felt like fire and bitterness. <laughs> <laughs> it burned his mouth. Um, Don't you pack it up I, at that point? My favorite thing about Steve 1989 is his catchphrase, uh-huh. which he unboxes the MRE and then he goes, let's get this out onto a tray. And then it'll, like, <laughs> hard cuts to the food on a military tray. And then he goes, nice. Um, I, I, in fact, I'm going to play it right now. Hold on. <laughs> please do, please do. <laughs> All right, let's get this out onto a tray. Nice. Uh, the other thing I like about Steve 1989 is I think he makes his own music because the music <laughs> is incredibly unsettling. It's like... John Carpenter synthesizer music that plays while he he <laughs> while he shows like a photo slideshow of like the military of the food he's about to eat. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because the food is haunted. Uh, I'm gonna play, her. but again, he eats he eats like this year's MREs too, and he'll be like, "That is that is just the nicest." That is just the nicest meal I've ever eaten. He'll say when he's <laughs> eating like a like like a chi- like like noodles from like the <laughs> South Korean Army's MRE, and then he'll be like, uh, "Wow, this is I just can't imagine. Can you imagine getting all this stuff? Just how much you love it." And you'll be like, this is the best shelf-stable tortilla I've ever eaten. (laughs) (laughs) I actually like... What? He must be, like, ready for right now. Has he, like, posted about the quarantine? He, uh, no, he doesn't tweet. Have people asked him in, like, the comments? That I haven't checked. (laughs) I mean, I would love to know, like, this guy... I want to check in with all of the preppers right now. Like, Mm -hmm. they must be having, like an incredible time and every once in a while he'll show himself and he's always wearing a novelty t-shirt Uh-oh. here's the other thing about him uh quote from again from his wikipedia page despite his dedication to military rations steve has not served in the military <laughs> 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 
but that's, that makes sense because he's a boy. Like, he's a little boy about the military. Mm-hmm. Obviously, something happened with his father because <laughs> this is all connected to his dad buying the MREs. He probably didn't have a lot of food growing up. And I don't know how, how let's say, around his father was. If I may, mm-hmm. like, armchair psychoanalyze. Uh, By the what, way, I'm playing some of his music under this right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Steve? Steve 1989. Steve 1989. If I can armchair <laughs> psychoanalyze Steve 1989. Uh, his dad obviously bought him the MRE and then disappeared and or split or just something horrible happened. <laughs> and he always associates this with this cool feeling he had when he was a kid and he's chasing it forever and he'll never find it because (laughs) ultimately the real heating device for the mre is his father's love Mm -hmm. but yeah he eats old food for sure but then he also he's so wholesome too where he's like Uh he's like nice wow jeez this is good <laughs> and, and they're like not... 28 minutes long too by the way yeah. they're <laughs> yeah he's not he's not like sarcastic about it at yeah, all. yeah that would ruin it that would <laughs> uh anyway watch steve 1989 they're calming he seems like a nice guy there's also something slightly troubling i will say do you want to see uh his quote about eating his first ration as, as a kid. Yes, I think this will unlock a lot from us. Yeah. Uh, quote, I was like, this is what heroes eat. This is hero food. G.I. Joe food. And then he would call it G.I. Joe food. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, dude, he has some very strange, like, attachment to his adolescence in a way that makes me think something very dark happened in his family life. Also, his favorite food ever, by the way, is something called fruit soup. Um, Oh, my God. That's fine. That's just sugar in a bowl. It was was only manufactured in 1989. He likes the raspberry fruit soup. (laughs) And he says, quote, if you ever tried this stuff, you'd be looking for one, too. <laughs> oh, God. You're never going to find it, Steve. <laughs> um, all right. Sean, uh, let's describe what we brought Josh on here to do today. Okay, yeah. So, um, as you guys know, March Madness, the, uh, the basketball tournament uh, for college <laughs> and madness... Uh, would have been kicking off uh, tomorrow. Right. I guess we would have had. I guess we would have had uh, two play-in games by now. But uh, they correctly canceled the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's there's one man whose job revolves around the NCAA tournament. Not not about who wins. Well, before or loses. we get into him, oh, yeah, yeah, let's sorry. describe what you and I are doing. Oh, okay. So what we're, we're going to crown is, crown the college yeah. basketball. Champion. Champion, yeah, yeah. And then over the next two episodes, we are going to go through this field of uh, sixty-eight teams, mm-hmm. and we're going to pick each of you. Each of us has picked. Joey got the low seeds. I took the high seeds, and we each picked one representative alumnus of the school to compete for them in this tournament. And we're going to see uh, 
who goes what, all the way. Yeah, which and, college and is it, the best? Now they're not playing basketball. We brought Josh on no, to be no, no, no. the judge. And yeah, he, I think we. Yeah, I didn't pick any athletes. Did you no, pick no. any athletes? <laughs> uh, no. Um. So Josh is going to decide just based on kind of subjectively vibe. Their subjective vibe. Who's the better celebrity, right? And That's, I thank you. Yeah. I thank you so much for picking me as resident vibe checker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like this is like I grew up the closest to Malibu out of anybody uh-huh. you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've just yeah. been flipping jeeps and eating paninis, ah, like with all of the fucking <laughs> Kyles and Tanners and Taylors yeah. and Tylers my whole life in Southern California. I am. I'm the vibes correspondent. So yeah, it's not even really like you're just picking who's the best. You know what I mean? Like not, it doesn't even really have to be vibe. Like, no, just just, go with your gut dog. Who? Yeah. What do you you think tells my gut? Yeah. (laughs) What do you think tells my gut? My gut is is a 100% vibe shop, dude. Yeah. I mean, Josh, you feel right for this because basically the first probably like 10 times I met you, you were always wearing a crazy pair of pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, and also, I didn't go to college, so I have no inherent bias. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah. So, well, Sean, two, yeah. Go, go ahead. Oh, where did we get this bracket? Explain to them. So, what we got this from is uh, we got it from Joe Lenardi's Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Lenardi, if you don't know, bracketologist at ESPN. Um, they talk about him all the time on that network. And his whole job is to watch college basketball, not really evaluate who the best teams are or like who the pro prospects are or who's even interesting to watch. His whole job year round is trying to predict the bracket of the NCAA tournament. And no one ever acknowledges that because this guy is on ESPN all year long talking about the seeding, like seeding the tur- the next year's tournament before it ends, that he is irrevocably pushing the narrative mm-hmm. uh, because yeah. people watch ESPN. So it's like, he actually, like he's this impartial force is like, yeah, I think the committee would think that anyway, he does not understand. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the principle of observation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. He is he is the Nate Silver of college basketball. He's objective. He's just looking at the polls. Uh, also, he's the opposite of Steve nineteen eighty nine. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> who is objectively reviewing rations from the past and the present. <laughs> Joe Lenardi is constantly projecting into the future. And honestly, when this tournament was canceled, like I was. I thought he needed a wellness check. Oh, no. Because it's not even who wins the tournament. It's just that selection Sunday. And he's like, come on, let me be right. I updated my bracket eight times in the two hours before this draw. Uh, Yeah, 364 days are about selection Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so he just posted in the dumbest way possible uh, a list of, uh, he, he posted it in terms of a schedule and a region. He didn't mm-hmm. even post like a bracket. Right. Because he's such a weirdo. He's like, 
Uh, these are the teams that would be playing in Greensboro, and it's like <laughs> three. It's like three six eleven match. It's just weird. So I went through and painstakingly um, <laughs> put them in the correct bracket. Like I kept mm-hmm. the pods together. I follow. I think I followed the rules about not having conference conflicts. But um, he also made a little bit of a mistake with. Um, he had five four seeds and only three five seeds. I'm sorry, Joe, but uh, people noticed this call out. <laughs> he uh he, he got confused with uh auburn i believe hey look the march madness is the only thing that's canceled joe uh so anyway we're gonna get to that bracket in one second but we have to do something embarrassing <laughs> uh march has arrived and it's time to score big on the non-stop action with my bookie MyBookie is the best place for you to cash in on the insane buzzer beaters, huge upsets, and white-knuckle finishers. They offer Uh live betting on every game, bracket challenges, national championship futures, and more. But look, I'm going to stop reading the copy here real quick and just tell you, uh, Sean, just because sports has stopped doesn't mean MyBookie.ag has. Uh, No. No, because our... Yeah, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Possibly... My favorite bet I've ever found on my bookie, Sean. Honestly, yeah, we love my bookie, but generally it's not sports bets. Yeah, and I found my favorite bet, uh, Sean. Right now on mybookie.ag, you can bet who will the next pope after Francis one will be. <sighs> All- I love a pope bet. Well, you're gonna even love the round ball rock bet of the week. Uh, sure, Cardinal Luis Antonio Tagle from the Philippines is leading at plus 400. Everybody but, knows he's the front runner. But we love a long shot, and I've got two long shots for you. Uh-huh. At plus 37,000, so you bet $100, you win $37,000 if they name this guy Pope. Uh-huh. You get Richard Dawkins from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> he should do it for the money. Like all the Catholic Church money, first of all. But then also the, uh, like, oh, man, what a swindle. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, but a bet I like man. even more, the longest shot on the board uh-huh. at plus $50,000. You bet a hundred. They may name this guy Pope. You get fifty thousand dollars. Uh huh. You get Bono from oh. Ireland. And you My know God. what? Uh huh. The Catholic Church should honestly just name Bono the Pope right now. Do it. And yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, also, he recently released a coronavirus song because <laughs> the people in Italy mm-hmm. uh, need music. And mm-hmm. they need it from Bono, yeah. which everyone, that is music people have actively sought out for years and not had forcibly put on to their phones <laughs> automatically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His song is called Sing Across Rooftops. Yeah. You want to push, you want to push uh, the, the Catholic doctrine on people? Get to the guy that can just force a thing on everyone on Earth's phones. Also, imagine. He's addressing the College of Cardinals. He's got the conclave there, mm-hmm. and he brings out Jay-Z 
and they both start freestyling, <laughs> just like they did that one time in front of the Berlin Wall. That Sean and I watched together, and we thought we were uh, hallucinating. Hallucinating. It was one of the craziest things. Uh, you have to play that, because I've never heard of this. It's it's very Can hard to find, find it? on the internet. We have not been able to find it, because Jay-Z does a freestyle in the middle of Sunday, Bloody Sunday, and there is a moment where it definitely looks like the edge looks over at Bono like we talked about this. It's on YouTube. You're not now. allowed. You're okay, good. All right, I'll play you're a little allowed, clip. Yeah. <laughs> Here is uh your next pope. <laughs> uh uh performing on the Berlin Wall with Jay-Z. Everybody get up, stand up. Uh, stand up for your rights. Get up, stand up. Put a fist in That's right. That's your next pope. If you bet $100 to win $50,000 at mybookie.ag. And when you do bet, make sure to use the promo code ROUNDROCK for a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. They'll, uh, a 50% deposit bonus with the promo code ROUNDROCK. You can do that at mybookie.ag. Uh, bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to apologize. I got that YouTube title, song, that Bono song's title wrong. Clearly, Sing Across Rooftops, it's just a lyric <laughs> that's not a YouTube-ass title enough. The song is called Let Your Love Be Known. Oh, which, God. God, that fuck. They were my favorite, favorite band. Until about 1997. Okay, we're at 40 minutes. Are we ready to start? Right. We're doing the West and the Midwest brackets today. No, we're doing... Oh, I thought we were doing the West and the East. Oh, we can do the West and the East. That's fine. Okay, um, okay, good. Sorry. I have the East picked. I don't have the South. Okay, I don't have my Southeast yet. But Okay, um, good. I, d I don't have the Midwest picked yet. Okay. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's start with the West... Okay. Let's just, start okay. one to sixteen. Sean, who are our matchups? Feel free to. Oh, I guess I'll. I've got to start because I did the play-in game. Yeah, there's a play-in game between Prairie View A and M and North Carolina Central University. Yes. I think. So, okay. Prairie View had Mister T. Whoa! Which defeated yeah. NCCU. Kim alum Kim Coles from Living Single, which I thought pretty good early matchup. That's a that's a, that's a they're both yeah, good. Incredible. Yeah. That's way better than I thought it would be. So yeah, Prairie View is playing Gonzaga sixteen to one, and they're starting Mr. T. Sean, who? Yeah, Mr. T was expelled from Prairie View, so I'm going to also <laughs> give a shout out to their other famous alumnus, and I believe current student. 
Megan the Stallion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. props to Megan. Sure. Uh, Gonzaga, not a deep alumni bench, but um, I'm going with Bing Crosby <laughs> so, as, the, as the Gonzaga alumnus. Our one so to sixteen our, matchup: uh, oh, Mr. Uh, T versus after, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. It's starting off pretty good. <laughs> That's insane. Josh, who's winning that matchup? Fuck. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, this is a game where you've got one team that is really good at one thing Mm -hmm. versus a much more well-rounded team. The Mr. T team is obviously the most aggressive and strong team. Don't think of them as teams. Who's the better celebrity? We got to get through these fast. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, dude. It's hard. It's got to be, look. Mr. T makes it close, way closer than you'd think, but Mm -hmm. Bing Crosby moves on. All right, Gonzaga moves on just as they should. Uh, Yes. No upset there. Bing Crosby Uh can sing, he can act, he (laughs) abused his kids, but everyone did in the 50s, I guess. Like, we're probably Mm -hmm. taking that away from the, the stuff. All right. Also, dropped dead of a massive heart attack on a golf course. Truly died doing what he loved, <laughs> drinking and smoking and playing golf. All right, yep. Sean, our next matchup is number two San Diego State versus number 15 UC Irvine. Who? This is a crazy matchup. Uh, San Diego State, my representative, um, obviously the most famous people are Tony Gwynn and Kawhi Leonard, uh, but they are athletes and thus ineligible. So I will be choosing... Ted Giannolis, better known as the San Diego Chicken. Oh, shit. UC Irvine had a lot of good representatives, but I thought uh, who I chose to start uh, was Mr. Amanda Pete himself. Yes. David Benioff, the worst person alive. (laughs) I would say narrowly beating out Lovitz. John Lovitz? Yeah, yo, of course. Uh, he, of course, <laughs> created Game of Thrones, wrote the book, The uh, 25th Hour, and now is pretending to work on a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> I, 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 this one isn't particularly close. No. <laughs> the San Diego Chicken has given so much more to American culture mm-hmm. than David Benioff will ever, <laughs> ever give. The San Diego chicken by a mile, Mm -hmm. and everybody is shocked that Benioff was ranked so highly. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, he was the 15 seed, so. Oh, he was the 15 seed? Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. It's weird this year because it's going to sound like these are some low seeds, but you've got some of your your top seeds include Creighton, Dayton, and San Diego State. Yeah, okay, it's so a weird gotta, year. You got to tell me what the seeds are because I oh yeah yeah to this. I thought that I, I thought that Benioff was the higher seed one. Then good. Then the San Diego Chicken puts away a fucking poser in, in exactly how it should. You tell the good teams by when they crush the bad teams. They don't play down to their level. It's a really good point. Um. All right, Sean. Three to fourteen. Uh, the th- your third seed. Who do you have? Uh, I have uh, multiple multiple Academy Award nominee. And well, you quadruple. say what college first? Oh, sorry, Villanova. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, Villanova, uh, the three seed. Uh, I'm choosing uh, quadruple threat Bradley Cooper. Oh, wow. wow! All right. 
uh, caught in the shallows. Um, I, look, I took, for the 14 seed, I have Hofstra. And look, there were a lot of good people. Look, I could have taken James Kahn. I could have taken Christopher Walken. I could have taken Francis Ford Coppola. Wow. But instead, I chose my favorite NBA reporter grifter, Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) Posture strong. Famously once reported that Kobe Bryant would play in the big three. Uh, accurately <laughs> predicted LeBron James would join the L.A. Lakers when he was clearly just making that up. Um, wrote for, uh, he's written about the media's fascination with O.J. Simpson and Donald Trump for something called Respect Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, how much was Trump thrilled that like, hey, there's a profile about you in Respect Magazine. Like, that seems right. That seems accurate. That actually seems like something he would keep in the of all the magazines that he's right. been on the cover of. Like he would take like special <laughs> account to be like, no, keep the keep the respect magazine on the yes. on the counter. <laughs> Everybody's got to see it. It looks real nice. We love uh, it. Got Matt Barnes to tell him to recount the time he drove to Derek Fisher's house to beat him up on Scoopy Radio. Key. That's the thing. And again, like, that's the most important thing that either of these two people have done. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than, I guess, maybe the Stella shorts. But now we've seen what fucking uh, Michael Ian Black's become. So, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, anybody that was involved in Stella or Wet Hot American Summer is now slightly tainted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, And Bradley Cooper, like, he's boring, man. I wish his talent would take the limitless pill. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so, and there are upsets. This is this is an upset, and there are upsets, but there's obviously been enough. We've, we've talked about it enough that Scoopy uh, has enough flair. Mm-hmm. I think he makes the upset. This Hell is, yeah, this is dude. the biggest upset of the bracket uh, <laughs> on this side so far. He's got, he's got the right mentality, honestly, mm-hmm. to take yeah. down a three seed. A Cinderella story. And and can't you imagine Bradley Cooper getting fucking, like, super, uh, 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 just, like, not giving this the, the time <laughs> it deserves, like, complacent? Yeah. Uh, and then I can also imagine Scoop B then uh, reporting Bradley Cooper wears a wig uh, after the game. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Sean, our next, uh, we've got... New Mexico State at number 13 versus the University of Oregon. I'm going to take, I'll take this one first. Yeah. Uh, New Mexico State, your 13 seed, uh, is starting Alan Hale, the the astronomer who discovered the Hale-Bopp comet. That's pretty good. Uh, Wow. I think I would have gone with Edward Thorpe, who wrote, uh, who got banned from casinos because he wrote the first like mathematical how to win at blackjack book. Mm-hmm. But how many cults have been based around the how to win at ba- uh, blackjack book? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's <laughs> got some those... devotees, but no. yeah, those weirdos at Yale or whatever. But that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so I have the University of Oregon. I was tempted to go with Sam Elliott, but I decided to go with uh, 
the creator of so many great shows, including the A-Team and 21 Jump Street, oh, Stephen J. Cannell. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a se- this is like, I guess, two times more uh, Mr. T-centric than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, all right, here's the deal. Thomas Bopp would have won. <laughs> Alan Hale, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I really feel like Thomas Bob would have won. I'm going with the creator of the A Team and 21 Jump Street. So Oregon again <laughs> moves on. All right, yeah, Oregon's moving on. All yeah. right. Um, our next is the five to twelve matchup. Oh, hold on really quickly. I, I'm looking at Alan Hale's Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's an atheist and a member of the honorary board of the online group in, Internet Infidels. <laughs> <laughs> he's made his position on religion clear. Quote, I'm quite biased against invoking mysterious mythical beings that other people want to claim exist, but which they ought, can offer no evidence for. By telling students that the beliefs of a superstitious tribe thousands of years ago should be treated on an equal basis with the evidence collected with our most advanced equipment today is to completely undermine the entire process of scientific inquiry. And that's what I assume is fucking voice. Boring! Let people believe in dumb shit, Alan. Um, What's it going to do? How's it going to hurt anybody? Describe <laughs> her or the discoverer of the Hail Bop comet? How's it going to hurt anybody? Plus, huh? if religion didn't exist, what would we bet on on mybookie.ag right Thank now? You. That's true. Promo That's code true. Round Rock. Uh, Sean. People need pulp bets. <laughs> Sean, Mich- you had the five seed in Michigan. Go yeah, ahead and tell us. So let me let me just give you uh, the can the the great candidates from this school that didn't quite make it. Uh, Madonna, the Queen of Pop, mm-hmm. uh, James Earl Jones, uh, Human Simba, uh, Ann B. Davis, Alice from the Brady Bunch. Obviously, we all know who Ann B. Davis and <laughs> Doctor Jack Kevorkian. But you know what? Wow, he's not he's not the most death dealing doctor that I could have chosen from this list of alumni. I'm going with H.H. H. Holmes, notable <laughs> serial killer, home builder, and uh, the scourge of the World's Fair. The devil in the White City himself. Uh, you Humphrey Holmes. All right. I, t- I had tw- the 12 seed Yale. Uh, and there were a lot of bad people on this list. I could have went Dershowitz. I could have went a lot of bad and weird people. But instead, Heel what? Heel bracket. This is the heel portion. <laughs> Except of the- I didn't. I went with Yale's most, to me, surprising alumnus. Uh, a member of Dominic Toretto's family uh, from the Fast and the Furious franchise. Uh, actress Jordana Brewster. I did you know she went to Yale? I did not. That's why I chose her. I thought it yeah. was an amazing factoid. Uh, yeah. So it's Yale versus H. H. Holmes. Jo- I mean, uh, Jordana Brewster versus H. H. Holmes. Josh, I think I know which way this is going to go. Here's the thing, though, man. 
like I know the importance of family. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. Yeah, like, yeah. Family is everything. Which is why you can't just judge these people individually, but also upon their alumni family. Mm-hmm. And Yale has caused so much more death than <laughs> H. Holmes could even dream of. <laughs> so technically, the lesser of the two evils here is H.H. H. Holmes, and he wins. <laughs> Michigan moves on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, seven to ten. I have the ten seed. Texas Tech, and I went with John Hinckley Jr. Uh, <laughs> tried to kill Ronald Reagan, did not graduate, wow. but the other choice I had here, John Denver, also did not graduate. <laughs> um, and Hinckley didn't die doing what he loved, man. Right. <laughs> At least Hinckley survived. <laughs> He's on self-quarantine now, probably. Someone's got to check in with Hank. <laughs> Sean... Who did the number seven University of Arizona have for this bracket? Oh, um, I had, hold on. Sorry, why did I click off that tab? Oh, uh, we went just straight up with uh, one of my favorite actors. Uh, he delivered, I think, probably my favorite movie line of the last 10 years. Uh, Hail Hydra. <laughs> uh, it's it's Larry Sanders himself, Gary Shanley. Right, so Gary Shanley versus John Hinckley Jr. Jr. Now this is this is tough, I think, because one created the greatest comedy TV show of all time, but the other one tried to kill Ronald Reagan, which is yeah. very cool. <laughs> Did you know that I was going to be judging this when you picked these two guys? No. Because this, <laughs> no. this is almost like uniquely designed to be really like an impossible decision. <laughs> the Larry Sanders show was so fucking good. It, and like with the exception of some very weird uh, like. Uh, misogyny uh, that is like a very strange undercurrent in the show even though the characters are all supposed to be bad it still comes off as Mm -hmm. weird Uh, that show holds up better than like anything else from the 90s Uh, and like is the best it's the best sitcom of all time but John Hinckley Jr. tried to kill Ronald Reagan (laughs) which like fuck man and he was like okay so here's the deal John Hinckley Jr., I think, is only now being understood as the hero that he is. <laughs> parody. Parody. I am. I do not mean this. You can't take this out of context, David Rue. Uh, but uh, I... Fuck. Gary Shandling needs it more. Yeah, I, f- yeah, I believe it. Jr.'s fine with this. He doesn't need it. Gary Shandling needs it more. Gary Shandling. <laughs> um... um. Did we do? Did we do six? No, 11? I skipped it accidentally. Oh, oh, that's right. Sorry. Um. All right. So there was a play-in game between NC State and UCLA uh, for the eleven seed. <laughs> These are some. In- I'll, I'll. Yeah. I, I'll tell you right now. Uh, NC State won over UCLA. John Tesh defeating Jim Morrison. Oh, I would uh, ask justice. I was thinking over Nick Cage, but I also would have gone with Tesh. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's I'm for so Tesh for eleven. Morrison's almost better. Yeah, though. exactly. That's, that's why I did it. <laughs> um, 
So John Tesh is playing for NC State, the 11 seed. Sean, who's playing for Penn State, the 6 seed? Uh, you know, I I almost went with Jerry Sandusky, but I decided <laughs> I decided to go with I, I instead of one of the worst human beings, I picked one of the best. Uh, uh Commander Riker himself, Jonathan Frakes. Oh, the host of Ripley's Believe It or Not. The host uh, of Ripley's <laughs> Believe It or Not. Uh, one of the most memeable men on the internet. Yeah. Uh, so handsome. Uh, I relate to, he's so handsome. He quickly grew a beard when he started gr- gaining weight, uh, leading to a, a generation of Star Trek The Next Generation fans to follow in his follow his lead uh just a a beautiful voice and so much sexual energy jonathan franks versus john tesh this is weirdly also genre like they're kind of in the same genre of person you know what i mean they really are like (laughs) like really big just jonathan franks have the most sexual energy of anybody in like the star trek universe or I, I guess I guess never mind. That's not that's not correct. <laughs> he has the uh, most in the next generation, but yeah. Okay, so here's the deal, guys. I might be wrong about this. I'm willing to be a big person right now and say that I might be wrong about this. But Star Trek has never done anything for me. I've just never gotten anything out of it. Uh, you'd really um, like it. It's like all about how socialism's good. Yeah, man, but sometimes when I want an escape, I want an escape, you know? I want to, uh, I don't know. I I'm probably I probably would like it very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's really no justification I can It's make. like literally about a world run by, like, about socialist utopia. Like, unlike well, all other you know sci-fi, it's all about avoiding conflict and, like, uh, diplomacy instead of, like, blowing shit up in war. <laughs> Josh, I will have to well, yeah. Josh, I will have to say I tried to start watching it on Netflix, and I could not make it through the first episode, which was very heavily Shakespeare. Oh, that and, first uh, season sucks too. Yeah, yeah. Corbin, Corbin, Corbin A. Smith, uh, my my go to person for the Star Trek stuff, <laughs> uh, did not uh, just tell me what episode to start with. He was just like, oh, I might be kind of slow at the start. Oof. And then he tried to get me to watch Deep Space Nine instead. And that is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at, dude. And and just the fact that he's a Penn State guy, too. Like, I, I guess, like, every, you know, little Amelie person who is just like, oh, he's so handsome. Who's everybody who likes him, in, in my opinion. Every Riker person is Amelie. Um, well, I'm making also, this generalization now. Real quick, uh... Just remember, the show you're on right now is named after a John Tesh song. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm taking John Tesh. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> it's, it's, John Tesh, with a victory over both Jim Morrison and Penn State, has the the most like moral case for rooting for him throughout the rest of the tournament. Yeah. Um, I mean, and also... Like, like, Frakes being from Penn State is like, oh, that's why Wesley was so weird. Like, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all I right. Get I won't respond to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Our final opening game for this bracket 
We have number eight LSU versus number nine Oklahoma. Uh, Sean, who is LSU at number eight starting? Uh, just beating out Rex Reed, Nick Pizzolatto, and uh, Eddie Jemison, uh, the Ocean's Eleven actor, and also Dr. Galakowicz from the Bud Light commercial. Uh, I went with better than Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> Well, wow. uh, number nine, interestingly, is uh, starting for Oklahoma is a uh, doctor that famously works with musicians. Uh, <laughs> it's Brian Wilson's brainwashed doctor himself, Dr. Eugene Landy. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> the rich climate of the music industry. <laughs> so here's the deal, man. Eugene Landy's gonna fucking fuck up better than Ezra. If, like, like better than Ezra might have a good chance against another one of these teams. But this is just now we're just talking about how these teams match up, mm-hmm. and this is Doctor Eugene Landy's wheelhouse. He, he's fucked up worse bands or, or much better bands than better than Ezra. Uh, quite literally, better than Ezra. Uh, Doctor Eugene Landy in. A blowout. I think better <laughs> yeah. than Ezra scores one basket, and that is at the command and behest of Eugene Landy to prove how. And I, I think better than Ezra scores half of Eugene Landy's baskets. Mm-hmm. Even though this isn't a basketball game, and it's all about vibes, we're talking yeah. in a mind a mind yeah. back. I really think the song "Good" uh, has of uh quarantine vibes to it too yeah. so these guys want to stay home yeah wow mm-hmm. uh, uh, all right so that's let's finish out this bracket then you have yeah. uh uh let's go with uh you have bing crosby versus eugene landy mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so this is the deal with the bing's generation he doesn't have any of that touchy-feely shit to be manipulated by Eugene Landy. <laughs> so Bing Crosby just gives him a fucking right cross, uh, you know, like just bops him a couple times and, right. and, and just steamrolls him. Uh, then you have H.H. H. Holmes versus Stephen J. Connell, the creator of the <laughs> A-Team. Uh, who's the higher seed here? Uh, it's... Canal. Canal, yeah. Upset, upset, alert, upset, alert. AK Jones <laughs> is moving on. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Uh, then you have John Tesh versus Scoop B. <laughs> Here's the problem, right? John Tesh is too nice. Mm-hmm. And Scoop B does take advantage of that. He's a grifter. Mm-hmm. You know he what is. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tesh is a trusting guy. But ultimately, he's too strong. So it's closer than it should be, but Tesh wins. All right. Good for, good for Scoopy, though. All right. And then, uh, Sean, who was there for San Diego State? I forget it. Ray- the chicken. Oh, the chicken. Oh, Jesus. Um, all right. So then we have Gary Chandling versus the San Diego chicken. So this is a really good matchup for the chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why is Gary Shandling is like way too self-aware mm-hmm. and he knows how ridiculous this is. Right. But ultimately his neediness wins out over a man 
who made his own chicken costume just to get attention. <laughs> Terry Shanling needs more attention. Yeah. The San Diego so, Chicken story, yeah. It's it's so fascinating because he literally responded to one job in college that paid fifty dollars once and then it became his career for forty five years. Right. He's gotten all like making it to the tournament and competing against a real comedian like Gary Shandling, even though he was a higher seed, like is a tremendous achievement for the chicken. We all love the chicken. And the chicken hangs out and like helps do, you know, wacky bits during mm-hmm. the championship or whatever. This so, also feels I'm, like something that would happen in the real tournament, San Diego <laughs> State getting knocked off by Arizona. Yes, absolutely. It's a realer school. Sorry. All right. So then we have uh, in the sweet 16, <laughs> yes, we have uh, Bing Crosby versus H.H. H. Holmes. H.H. H. Holmes is on a run, dude. <laughs> Bing Crosby just doesn't have enough. Like, Bing Crosby's seen a lot, but Bing Crosby ain't seen nothing. Nothing like H.H. H. Holmes. All right, and then we and have... Hey, well, then we have got to tell me where this elevator shaft leads. <laughs> now, if I'm going to follow you down this elevator shaft, there better be some nice round Valencia oranges on the other side. <laughs> All right, now Tesh versus Shanling. Fuck. I was really hoping to get to Tesh versus Holmes, but not like this. I think ultimately Tesh is just too much of a force for good. I and think Gary I'm Shanling, with you on that one. He's a victim of his own. Like, Tesh doesn't beat Shanling. Shanling beat Shanling. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it's a Philadelphia 76ers style meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that, to finish out this bracket and find our champion, it's H.H. Holmes versus John Tesh. And I think we all understand that we all need something to root for right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We need good to triumph over evil. Absolutely. And it does. It does. Oh, good. John Tesh. And it's fucking, it's a Kawhi bounce. (laughs) (laughs) By a Kawhi bounce, but he doesn't. Ah. I love it. W- wonderful. Buzzer beater. All right. What a magical journey so, for 11 seed John Tesh. Yeah. yeah. From the playoff game to the final four, Shaka Smart style. Yeah. All right. Um, Sean, let's start in the East bracket. Uh-huh. Uh, we had a play in game Boston University versus Robert Morris. Okay. Is that just one guy? <laughs> no, but just wait for it. Uh, Robert Morris uh, started Stephanie McMahon, Vince McMahon, oh, the, no. rest, the C- wrestling CEO's <laughs> she uh, was daughter. A, she was the commencement speaker last year. Uh, oh, no. Who, uh, who played Boston University. I had a lot of choices for BU. Uh, I could have went Mark Marin. I could have went Martin Luther King. I wow. could have went AOC. I could have wow. went Howard Stern. I could have went with my man Bill Simmons. 
But instead, for Boston University, I chose to start Stephanie McMahon, Vince McMahon's daughter. <laughs> God damn it. So Stephanie McMahon from Robert Morris has gone on to defeat Boston University's Stephanie McMahon because fuck Boston. Yeah. Fuck. Sean, who is the number one seed Dayton starting? Okay, not a deep bench for this Dayton team. Um, so, so I wanted. To, I'll tell you who I wanted to choose. Uh, okay, third place, uh, Irma Bombeck, syndicated columnist. Um, I wanted to choose one of our favorite baseball players of all time, Jerry Blevins. Oh, that would have ruled. He's he's awesome, but but no athlete. So I'm going to pick wow. somebody. Outside of the world of athletics, um, mostly known for his acting, especially in the movie Just Go With It, I went with um, film actor Dan Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) Who's he playing against? Stephanie Stephanie McMahon. McMahon. (laughs) Oh, boy. This is not particularly close. (laughs) And and we're just judging based on acting ability. (laughs) (laughs) I watched a lot of the Attitude Era uh, WWF <laughs> back when it still was the WWF. Mm-hmm. God damn it, when I was born, it was the WWF. When I die, it'll be the WWF. <laughs> uh, but uh, Stephanie McMahon was always the worst in the McMahons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, part of that was they wrote her into insanely misogynistic plot lines that nobody could really do much with. But also, she just was like, ah, I want to, I want to, I want Whereas if you were... A, a, a 90s wrestling watcher Shane who was the son I mean Shane was the Kendall Roy mm-hmm. mixed with Roman Roy mm-hmm. he was the best McMahon Dan Patrick in a block all right uh next we have Florida State at number two versus Northern Kentucky University at 15 all right hang on just cannot wait here. cannot wait who we see with that cannot wait to see who both of these is this Florida or Florida State? Did Florida State. This is going to be incredible. <laughs> I, I mean, just and and UK or uh, no Northern Kentucky University. Northern Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, it's, um, do you want to go first or should I go? First? I'll go first. Uh, the Northern okay. Kentucky Northern Kentucky University actually had a couple of people that uh, you'd be surprised by. I could have went George yeah. Clooney. Yeah, he was the the one that really surprised me. I think I knew How did that. he end up going there? I don't know, but I'll He's tell you from around there. I'll tell you who I went. Uh Northern Kentucky is starting Gary Webb, the journalist oh. who figured out that the CIA was providing crack cocaine to America yes. through the contracts. Roundly discredited. Yeah. Yes. Ultimately vindicated. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so I had Florida State. Also, a, a lot of people to choose from, but I think there was one obvious choice, and it's Richard Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is like an insane game. This is an insane game because, specifically, Richard Simmons realizes that there are some things that are more important than competition and becomes Gary Webb's personal trainer throughout (laughs) the rest of the tourney. He becomes Gary Webb's Mickey. Mm -hmm. 
to Gary Webb's Rocky. So Gary Webb wins, but it's a mutual decision to mm-hmm. benefit both of them. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he doesn't want to really go up against people. He's happier helping mm-hmm. than yeah, fighting right. anyone. So uh, that's that's what happened. They team up together. Mm-hmm. And now they so are actually the both advance, but Richard Simmons is like a cheerleader slash coach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and now they're the prohibitive favorites, even though I don't know who else is the, uh, on, on the bracket. They are now the prohibitive favorites. Um, Sean, we now have Michigan State at number three versus the 14 seed Bradley. Brad, okay, I'll say this right now. Bradley, I was shocked that they had the particular. I don't know who you chose. Tell me who you chose, and then I'll okay. I'll comment. Uh, I of course chose Gary Payton. Um, you know oh. the Gary Payton, uh, the astronaut that logged over seventy three hours in space, <laughs> piloting the space shuttle Discovery. Um, which Gary Payton did you think I was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Car- Colonel Gary Eugene Payton. <laughs> Here, the weirdest thing in Bradley's alumni list is that um, that Charlie Steiner went there. I didn't see and, that. That's funny. But also, but also, Ralph Lawler went there <laughs> and Chick Hearn. It, that's so it's like a it's broadcasting just, school. <laughs> I guess so, but it's just in Peoria. Like, <laughs> all right. So, who'd you go with for Michigan State, Sean? Number three. Uh, so I I almost went with uh, Jackie the Joke Man, <laughs> Howard Stern's sidekick. But that is, I'm I, telling you right now, that is who I would have went with. <laughs> I I instead went with um, Motel Six spokesman and uh, improv improvisational comedian Tom Bodet. This is they'll leave a light on for you. <laughs> America needs the light to be left on for us. And I don't know if your listeners know this, but uh, at least in California, Gavin Newsom, like, call his ass uh, if you live in California and tell him to do this more. He started doing it. But they're opening hotel and motel rooms for homeless people during the Mm -hmm. quarantine. Uh, And in that spirit of leaving a light on for you, uh, fucking (laughs) someone tells me that Gary Payton, he's taken 48 Earth orbits. when you hear about astronauts that do that, like their their personal stakes are lowered tremendously. Mm-hmm. Gary Payton doesn't need this. Let's <laughs> let's leave the light on for our unhoused neighbors, baby. Tombo Dad. All right, now we have the uh, four versus thirteen matchup. I have this... the thirteen seed Vermont. Sean uh-huh. had the four seed Maryland. Sean, uh-huh. who is Maryland starting? Turf. Uh... Uh, puppeteer Jim Henson. Ooh. Wow. Um, well, for Vermont, uh, Vermont is starting H.H. Holmes. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, uh, the other choices were, uh, uh, Ryan Russillo and the uh-huh. band Fish. <laughs> so either way, I was picking a bad person. So I went yeah, with H.H. Yeah. H. Holmes. You kind of went with the, the worst of all evils there, <laughs> at least vibes wise. Uh, um, so it's H.H. H. Holmes versus Jim Henson. Jim Henson. <laughs> it's real good versus evil stuff here. Yeah, it's Henson, baby. <laughs> I mean, Henson, Henson might even get this 
timeline HH Holmes, because obviously there's two <laughs> timelines. Each bracket exists within its own timeline. Right, right. Uh, right. Which is why Stephanie McMahon, you know, the play-in game was two timelines of Stephanie McMahon <laughs> to get onto this one timeline. We, don't, we shouldn't have to explain it. Um, everybody knows. Uh, this timeline of HH Holmes comes actually close to... This is a young college H.H. Holmes, Mm -hmm. and uh, Jim Henson beats him, and he realizes that maybe his heart isn't in this, and he becomes a good person. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Through the magic of puppets. All right. uh, In the five versus twelve... Typically, sorry. (laughs) In the five versus twelve matchup, uh, the twelve seed had a play-in game where it was Texas versus Richmond... And I'll uh-huh. tell you right now, the University of Texas uh, started the Duplass Brothers, oh, <laughs> who oh, no. roundly defeated uh, Richmond, who started Josh Abramson, the co-founder of College Humor. So, oh, wow. the University of that's Texas... A, that's actually true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the University of Texas are starting the Duplass Brothers at the 12th seed. John. Yeah, and- you know, yeah, I gotta say, um, probably Bruce Hornsby could have played for Richmond, but he's actually ineligible because he played that game against Allen Iverson, uh-huh, and the yeah, NCAA yeah. was right. like, "That's it, you're out." <laughs> yeah, didn't he cross over AI or he beat him at goal? horse? Beat him at horse. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> he didn't cross him over. That's too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bruce Hornsby's huge. Yeah, and yeah. he also has large basketball playing uh, sons. Uh, you know, the conventional choice for Butler would be to go with Kurt Vonnegut, but, um, I'm going to go with someone who was listed on the Wikipedia for Butler's famous alumni as a civil rights attorney. (laughs) Uh, I'm talking about Jim Jones, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, really just glossing over the later period stuff. To be fair, his early work was generally good. (laughs) (laughs) So that's right. This is Jim Jones versus the Duplass brothers. (laughs) I mean, look, the Duplass. Look, they're both kind of into charter schools, right? Um. (laughs) (laughs) The Duplass brothers, didn't they like have a sit down with like Ben Shapiro or whatever? Like way more minor brains have fucking uh, gotten the dupe, like, or Jordan Peterson or whatever. He uh, tweeted that he follows Ben Shapiro, even though he doesn't agree with him. He didn't have a sit down with him, to yeah, be okay, fair. Yeah, okay, well, whatever, dude, that's weak brain bullshit. Oh, yeah, for it's, sure, dude. <laughs> but this is a matchup that Jim Jones is destroying. Jim Jones is moving on. He's this, he may be this bracket's H.H. Holmes. He may be making it pretty far <laughs> well that's too bad because uh unfortunately we could have had a jim jones hh holmes matchup uh but the the henson's steamrolled through uh yeah all right um number 11 we have uh cincinnati versus number six virginia uh-huh. uh sean who is number six virginia starting uh, they're starting Edgar Allan Poe, Joey. Ooh, all right. Wow. Um, well, Close the bracket, about to break? <laughs> well, number 11 
is starting uh, the university. Sorry, the University of Cincinnati is starting uh, Joseph Strauss, the man who the chief engineer of the Golden Gate Bridge. Man, you didn't pick Bootsy. <laughs> I, look, I thought the oh, I, ne- I, I oh, wanted yeah. to. I wanted to like diversify. You know what I mean? So it's like you pick the <laughs> plus. The guy designed the Golden Gate Bridge, man. <laughs> That's what you say. I it, it, honorable mention to uh, Nipsey Russell and Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and didn't Bootsy wasn't Bootsy a Bearcat? I think he wrote a University of Cincinnati song. Uh, I mean, if they have Nipsey and Bootsy, that's crazy. I know he's had... just from Cincinnati. Oh, I okay. Think. Oh, he is from Cincinnati, just not from right. He the went U. to the use okay. of he went to the University of Paranormal X space. Drug. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah right, right. I forgot. Uh, whoops. I bet. I bet he and Bob Huggins would get along great. Oh hell yeah, they would. I'm sure they did. <laughs> Um. Okay, so who? I'm sorry. Who? I've already forgotten who is Joseph Strauss, who designed the Golden Gate Bridge, right? Versus versus Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Fuck. I think this is the closest game uh, of the early round games. Mm-hmm. This is That's like the that, only one. The other ones have been stinkers. That- doesn't this one feel like like a forty seven forty five game? <laughs> yeah, it really does. It's a big defensive strike. Like, yeah, fuck. You know what, dude? At least the Golden Gate Bridge guy fucking didn't marry his cousin. I don't know if that <laughs> shit was normal back then or not. Like, but I don't. I don't really think it ever was. <laughs> I still feel like even back then people were like, mm, couldn't have gone to like the market or whatever, yeah. like and met someone, <laughs> like. You couldn't have, I don't know, gotten to some sort of, like, cotillion or some, even the basement of a cotillion where everybody was in rags doing the same dances as the people above, but more fun and drunk. Yeah. Like, uh, I gotta go with uh, the guy whose name I don't remember who made the Golden Gate Bridge. Joseph Strauss. All right. Joseph Strauss. (laughs) All right. uh, Then we move on to our seven versus ten matchup. Uh, Utah State versus West Virginia. Sean, you had number seven, Utah State. I had number 10, West Virginia. And West Virginia is starring Mr. Apple, Apple Dumpling Gang himself, Don Knotts. Ah, uh, that's good. Don a great, great choice. Brooke and Robin would approve. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Probably Winter? narrowly beat out Billy Mays. He is, I think. yeah, yeah. He did narrowly beat out Billy Mays. Uh, Sean, uh, who is Utah State starting? Uh, you know, Utah State does not have a lot of famous alums. There's uh, there's Harry Reid, but uh, I'm saying I'm saying fuck the DNC. I'm going with two time World Series of Poker bracelet winner, Fast Freddie Deeb. <laughs> I have no idea how he ended up at oh, Utah State. Um, I guess he. Oh, oh, okay. I guess he just studied Utah State. He just went to school at Utah State, and then Civil War broke out in Lebanon, and. Uh, 
because his student visa did not allow him to work, he began gambling. Dude, that is an American tale right there. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> it really, really is. is. <laughs> that fucking rules. Xenophobia drove him into poker <laughs> glory. That fucking owns, dude. And the craziest part is, like, I bet he voted for Trump. I mean, who knows? But, like, <laughs> no, no, almost, I, I think for sure. That screams Trump voter. Uh, I love this. Who is Freddie Deeb playing against? Don Knotts, Mr. Limpid <laughs> himself. Damn. Fuck, man. I think Freddie Deeb is just, like, scrappier. Uh, this I, That's your nuts. <laughs> I don't know. I know I'm nuts, dude. Don <laughs> Knotts is, like... Gosh, I can't believe the results. But wouldn't you see Don Knotts being all bug-eyed at a fucking, like, first-round exit? Look, if he's got to make... If if they're down one and Don Knotts is going to the line to shoot free throws... How do you think he does? Not only is Don Knotts missing those free throws, but the ball is bouncing off the backboard and hitting him right in the <laughs> groin. Andy and Griffith's goes, show. Uh, oh, Three's no! Company. Three's Company. Uh, a million great Disney movies. Andy's Don Knotts, dude. <laughs> Wait, we're talking about winning a competition. He keeps slipping on banana peels. <laughs> The sh- the I can't believe you're going to do the shakiest gun in the West like this. <laughs> He's the shakiest gun in the West. The whole point of Don Knox <laughs> is that in moments where he is needed, he blows it in a comical fashion. <laughs> Freddie Deeb has <laughs> the trenches, dude. Literally, All maybe. Right. He probably knows... Uh, 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 Peter Dow also <laughs> as a fellow Lebanese refugee. Peter uh, Dow, Mr. Awesome, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, dude, yeah is, is his, he's the Mr. Awesome of the King of Kong DNC. All right. Um, Peter Dow is the Lakers sign guy of Freddie Deeb. <laughs> all right. Deeb. And finally, for our opening round games, it's number eight Colorado versus number nine Florida. Sean. Who is number eight Colorado starting? Well, I was considering going with Robert Redford, but uh, he he stopped short of graduating. I don't know if I can support that, even from uh, the Sundance kid himself. So I went with Christopher Maloney, uh, the angriest cast member on Law & Order SVU. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think he's about to get his ass kicked. Because the University of Florida is starting America's handyman himself, Bob Vila, baby. Oh, this old God. house. <laughs> Dude, Bob Vila is the fucking, like, Bob Ross of handymen. He is responsible for so many kids, latchkey kids, de- developing ASMR. Uh, just as much as... Uh, he. I mean, he's... He, he set the table, dude, and fucking, uh, what's his name, has horrible politics. <laughs> uh, the, the, he was the cafeteria guy in Wet Hot America Summer, Maloney, and, like, ever since then, it has been downhill. If you watch Law & Order grow up, if you enjoy his politics, don't at me. Christopher Maloney is getting 
curb stomped by <laughs> Bob Vila. It's it's the biggest. It might be the of this bracket of this uh, portion of the bracket. It's the biggest uh, beating. It's a beatdown. All right. Well, Just theoretically, how would Aaron Hernandez have done in that? Match? <laughs> Theoretically, against Bob Vila, terribly. No, 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 no. Against Maloney. He went to Florida, baby. I mean, look, you can't say... You can say a lot of bad things about Aaron Hernandez, but when he wants something, he does it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's move on. Uh, Number Your one seed, Dayton, versus your number nine seed, Florida. Dan Patrick versus Bob Vila, Josh. These guys both have very similar energy. (laughs) (laughs) Bob Vila's moving on, though. I I thought so. Upset, upset, upset. (laughs) Is he the Tesh of this uh, side of the bracket? Who knows? All right. Freddie Deeb versus Gary Webb. (laughs) So weird matchup, Joey. (laughs) Such a weird matchup. Gary Webb, dude. Yeah, it's, it's Gary Webb. Be. It's got to be Gary Webb, and it's not particularly close because you forgot to say that he also has Richard Simmons. Although, in the Peter Dow versus Richard Simmons, it's very interesting that both these are the only two teams that got cheerleaders. And I think Peter Dow, now that he's fucking radicalized and woke, realizes who Gary Webb is and jumps over to his side. Now Gary Webb has both Richard Simmons and Peter Dow. So Gary Webb. Again, he's the moral uh, high horse. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jim Jones versus Jim Henson. Wow. Wow. There's some dark crystal shit going on here. <laughs> <laughs> There's some return to Oz shit going on here, man. Uh, fuck, dude. Like... I gotta be honest, man, like, the Steve Jobs bullshit about Jim Henson, like, not going to the doctor for the flu or whatever, is a really bad message right now during this particular time in in international history, and I can't reward that. But you're gonna reward uh, killing all those people with uh, I mean, flavor aid? <laughs> Oh hey, yeah, man. because because they congregated too closely together. <laughs> if they were six feet apart, they would have made it out. It's a story about social distancing. Jim Jones moves on. The only real socialist in the group. <laughs> All right, and then finally, Joseph Strauss, who designed the Golden Gate Bridge, versus Tom Bodette. <laughs> both these guys are about building bridges baby well i want to point out though that tom bodat is uh he's on wait wait don't tell me a lot uh thank you for pointing that out he loses get your fucking get your i wonder if he gets fucking free shoulder pad because from paula poundstone and Mo Rocca because they both wear shoulder pads that's the most shoulder pads comedy show in an fucking America right now, and it'll <laughs> rot your brain. Although I think there are some good people on it, so forgive me if you're on it to get money. <laughs> All right, uh, Bob Vila versus Jim Jones. 
<laughs> Here's the thing, dude. Bob Veal is a builder, man. This is the difference between like bullshit socialism and real like communism and like maybe even like anarcho communism. Because all Bob Vila is doing is mutual aid. Mm-hmm. Bob Vila is going to your neighborhood with a hammer and going, let me teach you how to build. Uh-huh. Let me teach you how to build. And Jim Jones is saying, no, no, no. I am the only person. It's it's tankies versus anarcho uh, commies. And the tankies lose. The tankies lose. Uh, in this this time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the, who are you taking? I'm taking uh, Bob Vila over. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah the tank. All right. And then, and then finally, Joseph Strauss, the man who built the Golden Gate Bridge versus Gary Webb, the man who found out the CIA was uh, is responsible for crack cocaine. Gary Webb. Yeah. Gary Webb takes it because one guy worked for the government and the other guy got fucked by the government. And so, you know me. Got to root for the underdog here. <laughs> All right. And then finally, to finish up the episode, Bob Vila versus Gary Webb, Josh. <laughs> oh, boy. The nine fifteen matchup no one saw coming. <laughs> Gary Webb wins. And the reason why is that both Richard Simmons and Peter Dow convinced Bob Vila to join the cause. So now, now, now Bob Vila is on Team Webb. I think, I think this should be Vila. I'm sorry, I love Gary Webb, but you know who they'd be playing for to make the national championship game. Do you really want to see a Tesh versus Webb matchup, or do you want to see a Vila yes, versus Tesh matchup? Because I want Vila Tesh, versus Tesh. <laughs> I know we all want it, but sometimes we don't get what we deserve. <laughs> Tesh is going to Team Webb. Gary Webb is sucking up support from every team because he's been the most wrong. And if you don't know who he is, please read all of his stuff. And there was just a really good Intercept article uh, about uh, Gary Webb. All right. And yeah, read it. Gary Webb moves on. Uh, probably going to lose to John Tesh in the uh, the poll that we post on Twitter to figure out. God damn it. If Gary Webb loses to John Tesh, I'm going to lose my mind. But Do this for Michael Hastings. That's the Do West this for all of us. That's the West versus East matchup. We've got John Tesh versus Gary Webb. We'll do the Midwest and the Southeast next week. Uh, and that's our show. Josh, what would you like to plug? Hey, I'm starting a new podcast uh, that is about the insane crash that's going on in the market, the the awful economy, with my buddy Dave Jetty, who is a policy writer who wrote um, pol- the California Public Banking Alliance policy. Uh, he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. Um, and I ask a lot of questions and, uh, it's going to be funny. He's also very funny, um, and cool and smart. And it's going to be called in the red. It's going to be a leftist perspective on, uh, the economic collapse that is happening currently. Why the fuck are we, uh, injecting 1.5 trillion into the economy? What does that actually mean? What does that do? Where does that money come from? Is there a difference between that and 
uh, the money that we desperately need for social programs. We're going to get into all of that shit. Uh, we're recording our first episode on thir- this Thursday, so look for it in the next like week or so. Uh, on my Twitter, at ShutUpAndrosky, and we'll probably make a Twitter for the fucking thing, because we're all very quarantined right now, so we're all going to start doing sh- weird shit. Sean. Look, you got time to listen to a new podcast. <laughs> Sean, what do you want to plug? Uh, I got a thing on Yard Barker about Vince Carter, and then there's going to be a thing uh, later today about how the NBA should just uh, start the season on Christmas Day every year. Mm-hmm. And my 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 fervent campaign for Las Vegas Fall League. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be so much better. If, if it was it won't 94, be 14, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like mm-hmm. 95 instead. A very livable Las Vegas temperature. <laughs> Seriously, it's gonna it's gonna feel like you're walking in a misting. Uh, thing. All right, uh, yeah. Though that's that's on yard record. And then as for me, uh, I was on uh, listen to Corbin A. Smith's quarantine cast, which both Sean oh, yeah. and I were on this week. Uh, and also, he's done a lot of uh, good for the show. Um, love you, Big Corb. Yeah, we love Big Corbs. Uh, the quarantine guest, it's pretty much the only place you're going to be able to to learn about um, Kingdom Hearts and the Black Death mm-hmm. and uh, MF Doom in one yeah. podcast. Real culture jammers. Mm-hmm. Ow, ow, ow. Uh, and then also we'll be, both Sean and I should be on Locked on Raptors either this week or next. We're recording it tomorrow. Uh, and then you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where 18 hours ago I tweeted, oh "My house flooded 17 months ago, and I'm st- and I'm still under construction. I'm so beyond upset and pissed and tired of owning a house but not having a home. I'd like to self quarantine in peace with my belongings unpacked." Man, it just never gets better for old Frank. No, it really doesn't. Um, but that's <laughs> what you get karmically for supporting uh, Joe Arpaio. So don't feel yep. bad for him. Yep. Uh, uh, jo- Josh, do you know? Do you know how Frankie's house flooded? Uh, does it have something to do with Dale Earnhardt's ghost? <laughs> no, he was he was like on vacation, and one of his cats turned the water on. No, and it flooded yep. and ruined his house. Yeah. That is a fucking shitty B plot for a network sitcom. Yep. Yeah, and like something something broke, so there there were some for some reason the cats were not electrocuted because something else fucked up first. Yeah. But yeah. Was there no one to come watch the cat? Like check in once a day on the cat? Even we do that. We don't have Malcolm in the middle money. I think they had like an automatic feeder or something, maybe. I don't know. That I don't Uh, know. See, Um, that's I get think a, they were only gone for like two days, though. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it was. I think uh, it wasn't like much of a trip. It, they just, yeah. How much water can go in your house in two? I guess a lot. It ruined his yeah. whole house. Uh, yeah, it's, it looks, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, poor Frankie. We laugh because we love. You know. Uh, yeah. Trust the process. Oh yeah, I wrote a song. Oh yeah, though. sorry, yeah. Sean. Did you write a song? Yeah, it's um. So this is a song. It's a weedest song. About Rudy Gobert, written from the perspective of Donovan Mitchell. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's called COVID-19 Dirtbag. <laughs> COVID-19 Dirtbag. Uh, oh, that's 
All right. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And shut it down. Let's stay home so no one else gets sick. Yeah. Shut it down, but real. I play with Bill Bear. We're on the jazz together. He's unaware of anti-pandemic measures. Plays on the bluff. Hangs with David Locke. But he doesn't wash his hands And he doesn't give a damn about Corona He's a COVID-19 dirtbag baby He's a COVID-19 dirtbag baby Now he's quarantined for two months maybe with me He acts like a dick Touches all our possessions Gives Max a lick After media sessions We're taking tests Ain't money the best Still he doesn't wash with soap And I'm thinking there's no hope for all of us He's a COVID-19 dirtbag Baby, he's a COVID-19 dirtbag baby. Now he's quarantined for two months, maybe with me. Ooh. Oh yeah, dirtbag. No, we don't know what stuff he's kissing. Oh yeah, dirtbag. No, he thinks screaming's just for us. Man, I've got a cough. I'm tired and I feel congested. Got three months off. Wish he'd done what Doc suggested. I'm not Spider-Man, but there's goo on my hands. And now at the door, it's Coach Quinn. Why is he staring in and sniffing? I've got an eight ball of marching powder, baby. They won't drug test till Memorial Day, maybe. I'm just a regular dirtbag, baby, like Rudy. Just what he's sniffing. Oh, yeah. Dirt bag. Oh, it's the playoffs that we're missing. Seriously, guys, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Thank you. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 